Good morning, friends. I call you blessed today in the name of Jesus. Wow, praise God. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. What a glorious time to gather together, whether we're here in the sanctuary or whether we're not. And of course, that's the case today. But I tell you what, if there was ever a day where we could say this is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. It would be today with the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. So we welcome all of you to Resurrection Life Church. I have it on pretty good authority that the anointing of Jesus is in the house. Amen. Amen. So let's get ready for a powerful time of praise and worship.
Lord, this morning, somebody just go ahead and clap your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you this morning. We give you honor and we give you glory. And we choose to praise the name of Jesus. By the name of Jesus, people are healed. By the name of Jesus, fear has to flee. Through the name of Jesus, nations are saved. Oh, the precious name of Jesus.
again. He shall return in robes of white. The blazing sun shall pierce the Praise the name of Jesus. How great is our God. 
in this little spot right here, I want to remind you that we have a prayer team. They're here available to pray with you. Whatever your request may be, they're standing by the phones right now. You can call in at 989-681-5731, and they'll agree with you in prayer. You know, every Sunday here in the sanctuary, we have a prayer team that comes forward to my left and to my right, and they're just here to agree with you in prayer and to uh, lay hands on you when they get a chance. They obviously can't do that right now, but they can agree with you in prayer and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Amen. Praise God. And so take this opportunity now while the praise team leads us into worship. Call in. Have somebody pray with you. Love you. I want to pray with you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that everyone watching feels your glorious presence, your great anointing, and that, Lord, just like there was a quickening that took place on Resurrection Day that brought you up out of that tomb, May there be a quickening in each of our homes today that brings us up out of our despair, brings us up out of our sickness, and sets us in a place of joy and peace. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Call in 989-681-5731 and let us pray with you. So we have a new song for you this morning. This song is called Living Hope. And this is one of the songs that Brandy brought to us. And the song is very perfect for the season that we're in, that Jesus is our living hope. And I just want to read the course to you. The course says, hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost his grip on me. You have broken every chain their salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. My prayer for you today is that no matter where you are, that you will recognize that Jesus is your living hope. If that's something that you realize this morning, I want you all to think about that family member, that neighbor who needs to understand this. And when you sing this out with us this morning, I want you all to prayerfully think of them that this whole world would know one day that Jesus is our living hope.
you're my living hope. Someone just raised your hands. You're my living hope. Oh, my living hope. Hallelujah. Somebody clap their hands for Jesus this morning. Because he is our living hope. Resurrecting me in your name, I 
victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. By your Spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to the name of Jesus. Jesus, we glorify your name today. We know that the Father glorified you on the cross and through death and through your resurrection. And today, Lord God, we glorify your name, Jesus. Let your name be lifted up high in our hearts and in this place today and in homes all over mid-Michigan. Lord, we give you glory and honor and worship today. We know that our resurrected King is resurrecting us from the fallen nature and bringing us into new life. There is nothing, nothing in this world that can stop what Jesus did in our lives. We have eternal life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Wherever you are today, lift up a hand to heaven and just begin to thank him. Jesus, Jesus, thank you so much for paying that price for me, for making a way for me, for setting me free from sin, from this fallen nature, this brokenness that I was born into. Thank you for newness of life, for eternal life. I don't have to live in darkness anymore. I get to live in the light. Lord Jesus, I worship you today, and I honor you. Come on, call on his name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We want more of you, Lord. We need you in our homes. We need you in our lives, Lord. We need you in our, in our minds. We need you in our hearts today. Jesus, come and make your move in our lives. Holy Spirit, come in. Come into our living rooms today. Come into our cars, wherever we're at, Lord God, whatever device we're watching. Come in, Lord, like a flood. Move in our hearts. Move in our lives today, Jesus. Lord, we celebrate you. We celebrate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for these moments that we get to remember, that we get to celebrate, that we get to be a part of this great work that you did on the cross through your death and now through your resurrection. You are the living God. You're not dead. And we have relationship with you. Thank you, Lord. Hey, wherever you're at this morning, Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. All you have to do is call on his name. Say, Jesus, I want a relationship with you. Will you be my Savior? Will you be my Lord? And you've got to yield. You've got to give up your life. Just like Jesus did on the cross when he went and laid down his life, when he said, I'll give it up, so I'll take all your sin. We have to lay down our life with Jesus. We have to go to the cross with Jesus, lay down our life, and then receive everlasting life through Jesus Christ. He needs to be your Lord and your Savior today. And I encourage you to make that decision, to ask Jesus to be your Lord. In fact, let's do it right now. Just close your eyes, bow your head to, to the Lord. Jesus, be my Lord and my Savior today. I believe in you. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you rose again and you sit at the right hand of the Father today. I want to live for you. I want my life to be centered on you. Today I put my life down and pick up your life. Father in heaven, thank you for your son. I receive him today in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Amen. Well, glory to God. You, if you prayed that prayer, you're a Christian. You were remade into a brand new creature, a new creation. And today, the Holy Spirit has come to live in your life. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And it doesn't matter if you're in a church building or not, you're the church. And uh, you can hear from God today for yourself. That's an awesome thing, that the living God can speak to you. And I encourage you to speak to God and to listen to Him. Amen. Amen. Do not ignore the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's got things to talk to you about. And don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. He's the one you're supposed to be talking to. You know, during these, uh, this quarantine and all this stuff going on, there's all this uncertainty and uh, sometimes we're looking for uh, a preacher or somebody to tell us, what's God saying? Is everything going to be okay? But you can hear from God for yourself. You can find certainty in God and his promises for yourself. You don't have to hear from somebody else. Now, it's great to hear the pastor preach. Amen. We need the word. We need to be built up in our faith. Amen. But you need to hear from God yourself. You need to pray and ask God for him to come into your life and to speak to you today. And he will, because he's always talking. We just have to be listening to. Amen. Amen. Well, somebody clap their hands and praise God this morning. You know, it's uh, here we are streaming again, and uh, we wish you were all here. I, I miss seeing all the kids all decked out in their, their uh, Easter Resurrection Life uh, Sunday morning garb. And uh, I know my wife is probably going to have them all dressed up by the time I get home, so we can still have an Easter picture. We'll see if that happens. But, um, Praise God. We, we, we miss you here in the house, but we know that you're here in spirit and uh, watching today. And we call you blessed in the name of Jesus. May the name of Jesus do its perfect work in your life today and in your household and in your family. Amen. And uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we call you blessed today. And we're grateful that you chose to tune in. And uh, we know that the Word of God that is spoken today is going to change your life. It's going to change your life. Maybe you're one of those people who only comes to church on Easter and you decided to tune in. Hey, we're here every week, and uh, this is light for you in a dark situation. In fact, you can watch all of our broadcasts on our website, reslifefreeu.com, or on our YouTube page, and you can tune in on those anytime. we got a mobile app, and you can listen to our podcasts and get the Word of God inside of you every day. Amen. And I encourage you, don't forget about your Bible during this time. Pick up that word and read it, and it will be a guide to you. It'll be a light to you, and it'll help wash your mind from all this stuff going on. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. We're so glad you chose to tune in today on Resurrection Life Sunday and uh, celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, wow, it's a good thing and it's a wonderful time we're having together. Um, amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Rick's going to be preaching in just a few minutes and we're going to have a kids ministry segment. Before we do that, we're going to have a moment where you can uh, give this morning to present your tithes and your offerings. And obviously we can't have you come and put them in the basket like normal, like we'd pass it, but you can participate. And on your screen will be some information about how you can give online to Resurrection Life Church on our website, reslifeforyou.com slash giving. And you can click on there right now. You can give by checking account, debit, or MasterCard, or Visa. And you can um, 
put your information in there, and it's secure, and it will be a blessing to the church, and it'll bless you because you'll be honoring God with a tithe, amen, and, and uh, sowing into the kingdom, and we know that when you sow, you reap, amen. Amen, it's good. And our church has been so faithful to give, so faithful to continue giving through this quarantine time when we're not actually here physically at the building. But uh, praise the Lord, uh, He will supply for all your needs and for the church's needs. And all our bills are going to be paid. Amen? Amen. I'm, I'm sure of it. There's no doubt in my mind that God is still alive and well, and He's going to keep providing for His children. Amen? You don't have to worry about it. In fact, worrying about it is the wrong thing to do. So uh, have faith. Have faith in God that he'll supply for you today. Amen. Amen. Um, There's some other ways to give. We're going to have that slide up on the screen in just a minute. And uh, the worship team is hanging out. They're going to sing that resurrecting song again for a moment. And uh, you'll have an opportunity to click on the website without missing any of the stream in that moment. So, Joni, are you ready? Yep. Woo! He loves playing that piano. <laughs> you know, some of the um, some of the personalness is kind of lost without people being here in person, isn't it? But we're here together. Amen. I can see you, and you can see me. Amen. And everybody out there can see us. I think they're over there. Everybody over there can see us. <laughs> so, hello. And uh, we're going to worship for just another moment, and I I encourage you to give. I'm going to lift a hand to you now. Father in heaven, thank you for every person given today, whether they're honoring you with the holy tithe or bringing their offering, Lord. As they worship you in their heart and purpose to give, Lord God, by the unction of the Holy Spirit, I ask, Lord God, a blessing on their life, on their household, on their their family, their, their job, Lord God, that you're provision will come no matter what the circumstance they will have more than enough lord god and uh you will be a light in their life through this whole process thank you god for their blessing in their life in jesus name amen amen joni by your spirit i will rise from the ashes of defeat the resurrected king is resurrecting me in your name I come alive to declare your victory the resurrected King is resurrecting me praise the Lord Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for for giving, for blessing us and helping us spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Continue doing what we're doing. We thank you. We don't take a single penny of it for granted. We know you work hard for your money and uh, we appreciate the fact that you love the Lord, you love his house, and you love to see the gospel spread not just here, but even across the globe. Amen. So thank you very much. We have a fabulous children's ministry here. I'm so proud of them. And so uh, we wanted to work to put something together that went along with this online experience. And so why don't you get ready now, children, gather around the TV, whatever device that you may be using, 
And let's hear a uh, great children's ministry lesson from our children's director, Miss Connie Price. Good morning, boys and girls. It's Sunday again. I'm glad to see you. What day is this? Easter. Yes, Resurrection Sunday when we celebrate that up from the grave he arose. Ah, let me see. Are my little friends here again today? Uh, let me see. Jack? Yep. Gemma? Yep. Paisley? Yep. Glee, are you there? Hi. Maya. Hi, Maya. How about all the other friends that are there? Oh, hello. Hey, you know what? I learned something this week that I have two little friends in Ann Arbor woo, that are watching this. So I want to see if I can find them. Are they here today? I brought my long distance. My long distance scope. How about this? Oh, this isn't going to Which way is south? Oh, north? Oh, south. Which way is, oh, here it is, south. Hey, where are you? I'm looking for Edward and Willoughby. Oh, there you are. Is your mom there? Hi, Jenny. Woohoo! Good to see you. Wow, that was exciting. Their mom used to be in my class when she was little, and when she grew up, she was my helper. How exciting! Woo, yeah. Hey, we have a new power verse today. Would you like to know what it is? John 3:16. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. John 3:16. That's the most important verse in the Bible. You should have learned that when you were three years old. And if you didn't, you can learn it now. You can say this after me. I'm gonna go one, two, three, four. John 3:16. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. John 3, 16. Okay, you work on that this week. That's a power verse. You learn that one along with 2 Timothy 1, 7. And I have another prize for this one. Okay? Deal. We also have a new big idea. You're going to like this one, especially for Resurrection Sunday. Hey! What's the big idea? Jesus is alive. Woohoo! Jesus is alive. Woohoo! All right. So, when you hear this sound, hey, what's the big idea? Stand up really fast to your feet and say, Jesus is alive. Woohoo! I have a Bible lesson for you today. Are you ready? The name of this lesson is The Tomb is Empty. You know, God wanted a family. When he created the world, he wanted a family. So he made man. He made man to be in his family because he wanted somebody to love and he wanted to love man. Man sinned against God. And when that happened, it separated man from God. Sin came in between and God can't be around sin. But God loved his people so much that he sent his one and only son, whose name is Jesus, to die for our sins. He shed his blood for us. 
so we could come back together and be in God's family. This is the story of what happened to Jesus. One night after supper, Jesus and his disciples got up from the table and went to the garden to pray. Well, the disciples actually fell asleep and slept. But Jesus, he went a little ways away and he knelt down and prayed to his Father God. He said, Father, oh, if there's any way I really don't want to do this. He said, but I want to do your will and I'm ready to die for your people. It wasn't very long later, these men came with swords and they came to arrest Jesus and they were all set to go. He said, who are you looking for? We're looking for Jesus. So he said, I'm Jesus. They arrested him, they grabbed him. They took him away to the religious leaders. The religious leaders wanted to kill Jesus. And they were looking for a reason. So they're the ones that sent that gang to go get him. And they hauled him back there and he got in front of those religious leaders and they said, who are you really? Where did you come from? We don't like you. We want you dead. So they decided to take him to the governor whose name was Pilate. They marched him down the street for everybody to see. They had him tied up in ropes this time and took him in there and said to Pilate, this is what he's done. Pilate listened and he talked to Jesus and he said, I don't see anything wrong with him. He's a good guy. I'm not going to kill him. I'm going to give him back to you. And they said, no, hang him on a cross. Why, he didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do, I, he didn't do anything wrong. I'm giving him back to you. No, no, the people shouted, hang him on a cross. Hang him on a cross. Hang him on the cross. Pilate was beside himself. He didn't know what to do. And the people were getting angry with him. So you know what he did? He gave Jesus back to them. And the soldiers took him. And they took him to a place where they beat him. They sneered at him. They made fun of him. They beat him up. And he went up this hill carrying his cross. And he fell down and they found a man named Simon who got him to carry the cross for Jesus all the way up to the hill. And when they got up there, those soldiers took a big hammer and great big nails and pounded them into his hands. And they left big nails. And they pounded him, both of his hands and his feet. Wow, I bet that hurt a lot. And he bled from his hands, he bled from his feet, and they put a spear in his side, and blood and water came out of his side. Whew. Do you know they nailed him on that cross at nine o'clock in the morning? Wow, that's about the time some of you go to school. And from 12 o'clock noon, which is about the time you have lunch, till three o'clock in the afternoon when you get out of school, all that time, the sky got super dark. Super dark, black. Darkness all around for three hours. And Jesus hung on the cross. And he said to his father, he said, Father, forgive them, because they do not know what they're doing. He said with his last breath, he said, it is finished.
Joseph, who was a very rich man. And he went to Pilate and he said, May I have the body of Jesus so I can go bury him? And Pilate said, Yes. So Joseph and Jesus' friends took Jesus down from that cross very gently. And they wrapped him in the linen cloth. And they carried him to a tomb. Now this tomb was made out of rock. It was like a hole in a rock. It was brand new. And they laid him in there. And they went out and they rolled a great big stone in front of it to keep wild animals and things out of it. Do you remember I told you about those ugly religious people that wanted to kill Jesus? Well, they all of a sudden got afraid because Jesus had said in three days, I'm coming back to life. And they were scared that their disciples, Jesus' friends and disciples, would come back and steal his body out of that tomb. So they went and sealed the tomb and they posted guards there. Lots of guards, actually soldiers, and put them there to make sure nobody came to steal Jesus' body. Way early before the sun got up, some women who took care of Jesus' tomb were going there. All of a sudden, whoo, the earth shaked, it rocked, it reeled, and an angel, as an angel came down from heaven, right to where they were standing, and he rolled back the stone, and he sat on it. The soldiers were so frightened. They were scared to death. They couldn't even move. They figured they were in trouble. And the angel said to the women, they said, I know you're looking for Jesus. Don't be afraid. He's not here. Go tell his friends. Go tell his disciples that he's alive. The women remember Jesus had told them that he was coming back to life again. They were so excited that they ran away shouting, The tomb is empty! The tomb is empty! Jesus is alive! Jesus is alive! Hey! What's the big idea? Jesus is alive! Woohoo! The truth you need to know today is that Jesus died for you. And he died for me. And he wants you to live for him forever. I'll show you something to help you remember this. This is you. Remember we talked about the body, the soul, and the spirit? This is you, body, spirit, and soul. When sin, this represents sin. When sin comes into your life, what is sin? Hmm. When you do something that God says not to, or your mom and dad, or you don't do something God wants you to do, your mom and dad want you to do, that's called sin. Hmm. And sin, remember, keeps us away from God. So, sin enters into our lives. And the Bible says there's only one way. There's only one way, because now we're separated from God. There's only one way to come back be with God and that's through Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross and his blood was poured out for you and me, and this is a representative of his blood. It's not real blood, it's food coloring in water, okay? But when Jesus 
um, shed his blood on the cross, it was for us. And when we ask him into our hearts, hmm. Not this heart. This isn't the heart that I'm talking about. It goes bump, bump, bump. You remember your spirit? Your spirit is your heart. It's your spirit heart. When you ask him into your spirit heart. So when we do that, guess what he does? His blood. Woohoo! His blood destroys our sin. Look at that. We are clean again because Jesus now lives inside of us in our spirit man. And when he lives in us, we begin to act differently. We want to act like Jesus. So, how do we do that? How do we get saved? We call it getting saved. We can call it being born again. How do we do that? Let me show you what the Bible says. Right here in Romans, in the New Testament, chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. It says this. Are you ready? If you confess, confess means declare or say with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe, that means you believe it to be true, in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And verse 10 says, for it is believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. So, boys and girls, if you would like to make Jesus have him into your heart and become part of the family of God and live for him, ah, I want you to stand up. Right where you are. Moms, dads, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandmas and grandpas, whoever. If you want Jesus living in your heart, stand up. Because we're going to pray together. Say this prayer after me, and you will be saved. Are you ready? Say, Father God, I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. And I say with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Papa. I am now your child. I'm part of your family. Oh, thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. You're now what they call saved, reborn Jesus in your heart. Now your job is to learn about him and become more like him. I want you to do something for me. If you just accepted Jesus into your life, would you let me know? On the bottom of the screen will be my name, my phone number so you can text me, or my email address at the church. You can send me an email have your mom and dad do it or you can get a hold of me on Facebook but be sure you put your name there because I need to know who it is if I don't know who you are you know so make sure your mom and dad get your name in there and let me know it's you and I will send you something in the mail this week deal all right now you enjoy the rest of your day and your time with your family and remember Jesus is Lord Amen. Wasn't that awesome? Makes me want to go to children's church instead of regular church. Man, Miss Connie does a great job for sure. We appreciate our children's ministry team.
so very, very much. Amen. If you appreciate them, go ahead and give them a, a clap offering right now and just say thank you. Amen. I have a message that uh, I'd like to deliver to you today. Um, I will confess that uh, I've struggled a little bit with this message. Uh, and the reason that I've struggled with this message is because I had a whole different message written already. Uh, it was completely finished and ready and polished and everything else. It was hermeneutically correct and all the homiletics were great and five points in a poem and everything. And uh, late last night, the Lord said, that ain't the one. And I said, would you please talk to God, Jesus, and make sure about that? <laughs> and uh, I knew, in fact, in my heart that it wasn't the message that I was supposed to preach today. And so many things have transpired uh, just this morning that have been confirmation of that, from the things that uh, Jonathan spoke and sang to the things that Stephen spoke just a few minutes ago, and even to a poem that I happened to notice on Facebook this morning. I know I'm connected again to Facebook, but you're not hearing any posts from me because I'm just not into it, but you know, a little extra something to do, right? Uh, and if I hadn't have been on Facebook, I wouldn't have found this poem. My wife actually posted it, and uh, I went, wow, okay, that's speaking. And it's called, what a beautiful, no, never mind, it's just, this is the, the text, what a beautiful poem for Holy Week, uh, how the virus stole Easter. And I think it's uh, kind of taken after Dr. Zeus. Are you ready? Here we go. "'Twas late in 19 when the virus began, bringing chaos and fear to all the people, each land. People were sick, hospitals full, doctors overwhelmed, no one in school. As winter gave way to the promise of spring, the virus raged on, touching peasant and king. People hid in their homes from the enemy unseen. They YouTubed and Zoomed, social distanced and cleaned." April approached, and churches were closed. There won't be an Easter, the world supposed. There won't be church services, and egg hunts are out. No reason for new dresses when we can't go about. Holy Week started as bleak as the rest. The world was focused on mask and on test. Easter can't happen this year, it proclaimed. Online and at home, it just won't be the same. Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, the days came and went. The virus pressed on. It just won't relent. The world woke Sunday, and nothing had changed. The virus still menaced the people estranged. Poo-poo to the saints, the world was grumbling. They're finding out now that no Easter is coming. They're just waking up. We know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two, and then all the saints will all cry boo-hoo. That noise, said the world, will be something to hear. So it paused, and the world put a hand to its ear. And it did hear a sound coming through all the skies. It started down low, then it started to rise. But the sound wasn't depressed. Why, this sound was triumphant. It couldn't be so. <coughs> but it grew with abundance. The world stared around, popping its eyes, then it shook. What it saw was a shocking surprise. 
Every saint and every nation, the tall and the small, was celebrating Jesus in spite of it all. It hadn't stopped Easter from coming. It came, <coughs> excuse me, somehow or other, it came just the same. And the world with its life quite stuck in quarantine stood puzzling and puzzling just how can it be? It came without bonnets. It came without bunnies. It came without egg hunts, cantatas, or money. Then the world thought of something it hadn't before. Maybe Easter, it thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Easter, perhaps, means a little bit more. And what happened then? Well, the story's not done. What will you do? <clears throat> will you share with that one or two or more people needing hope in this night? Will you share the source of your life in this fight? The churches are empty, but so is the tomb. And Jesus is victor over death, doom, and gloom. So this year at Easter, let this be our prayer. As the virus still rages all around everywhere, may the world see hope when it looks at God's people. May the world see the church is not a building or a steeple. May the world find faith in Jesus' death and resurrection. May the world find joy in a time of dejection. May 2020 be known as the year of survival, but not only of that, let it start with a revival. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. That's just so fit into the things that I felt impressed to say to you all today. I know that I could spend this morning preaching a message of Jesus coming out of the grave. I understand that. And probably... By every right, that's what I should do. Um, I speak to you about the resurrection and that alone, Easter Sunday and so forth and so on. But I want to speak to you about something else that really impressed me this week, and I think it has everything to do with the re resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Because when you think about Jesus dying on the cross, or anyone dying for that matter, Usually when a person knows that they're going to die, they're thinking of some great words to pass on to their friends and to their family. What final things would they say? What last piece of counsel, what last piece of advice might they say? This was only just shortly before Jesus went to the cross in John chapter 14, verse 27, where he said this word, these words to his disciples, peace I leave with you. And I know I talked about this on one of my 714 prayer mornings, but it won't leave me alone. Peace I leave with you. I leave with you, meaning I'm going away. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die on a cross. I'm going to be put in the grave. I'm going to come back three days later. You know, the disciples weren't listening too much to the three days later thing. But Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives do I give, but my peace I give unto you. So look here, it says, so don't let your heart be troubled and don't be afraid. Those were some of the final words that Jesus spoke only hours maybe, maybe a day or two before uh, he was going to go to the cross and die. I got to thinking about that and, you know, heaven forbid, but if I was going to pass away and I was on my deathbed, I'd be calling my daughters in, my grandsons and I'd be speaking words over them, and I'd be thinking about what things I might tell them so that they would go forward after I'm gone. 
So I want you to think about that. That's, those are important moments. Those are critical moments in the life of a human being. Jesus, of course, a human being with the disciples, spiritual sons and daughters. And he wanted to say something to them. And he said, here's his words. This is important. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. And, and why could he lay claim on the fact that he owned the peace? Because he was the Prince of Peace. That's why. Now, I noticed as well that something interesting took place right after Jesus rose from the grave. And it's in John chapter 20. If you have your Bibles with you or your devices or whatever, this would be a great time to actually use your leather Bible, right? Because you're watching this service on your device. Right. So John chapter 20. And I know that I've noticed this before, but for whatever reason, it just caught me off guard. Because again, I was in that, that, that frame of mind about famous last words, you know? Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. So I'm going to read from verses 16 through verse 30. Uh, excuse me, verse 19 through verse 30 in the 20th chapter of the book of John. And what I want you to notice is the first words of Jesus. What were the first words of Jesus? Because there's something pretty profound and powerful in this. Don't you think that the last words of a human being are some of the most important words that that person probably feels that they are saying, maybe they hope their entire life. Imagine, you came back to life. Uh, don't you think maybe that the very first words that that person would speak would be the most profound, possibly most important words to, spe to, to speak? You know, he didn't come out of the grave and say, hey, y'all, how you doing? No, he had something profound to say to them. So I'm going to start with verse 19. <clears throat> then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear. Everybody say, for fear. You see, they, they weren't walking in faith. They were hiding. They were hiding out. Church was over. The doors were closed. A plague was in the land, so to speak. Death virus. The Savior's dead. It's over. And they were fearful because if they came after Jesus, they're going to come after them. So the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Look here. Jesus came and stood in the midst. He just showed up. I love it. And he said to them, Hey, y'all. How you doing? Is that right? No, that's not what he said, is it? I'm back! No, no, he didn't say that either. Look here what he said. Peace be with you. Wow, that captured me this week. It captured my heart. His last words were, peace, my peace, I leave with you. His first words coming out of the grave and meeting up with his disciples was, peace be with you. Wow. Well, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. 
So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they will be forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. (laughs) Thomas, you know, he became known as Doubting Thomas. So he's like, yeah, right, I don't believe that. So he said unto them, Unless I see his hands and the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, count them now, after eight days his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Then Jesus came, the doors being shut. This gives us the picture that he just, poof, he was there, which would have been enough for me. And he stood in the midst, and guess what he said? Peace be to you. Wow. Then he said to Thomas, reach out your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas said, answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Wow. The last words that Jesus had to say to his disciples, some of the last words that he had to say, most important words, I figure. He wasn't on his deathbed, but he knew he was going to die. So he had to say something to his disciples that they, they, could, they could carry on in life with. And he said to them, I leave you my peace. My peace I give to you. That's pretty profound if you think about it. And then it even becomes more profound when you think about that's his first words after he came out of the grave. Now, granted, he did talk to the gals that showed up at the tombstone. He actually said to them, you know, don't touch me yet. I've not been glorified. But that wasn't a message. His first message to his disciples was peace be unto you. Well, we're in a time right now where uh, there's everything but peace. In fact, many people in the body of Christ are not responding with peace. And I don't just mean an internal peace. I mean with actions of peace, with words of peace, with peace that helps calm the storm in people's lives. We're pretty caught up with a lot of the conspiracies that are out there. Um, What is conspiracy? It is basically regurgitated propaganda. That's what conspiracy is. By definition, regurgitated propaganda. It is also, by definition, fear dosaging. When you get into propaganda, that regurgitated propaganda, that conspiracy theory stuff, you're basically dosing yourself with fear. You're working in the dark. And yet we're told to take every thought captive that exalts itself above the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity to the Word of God. But we'd rather watch a a conspiracy YouTube or listen to the naysayers and let that be the voice in our life. And all it does is it propagates fear. And then we begin to pass that on to other people. I'm sorry, I don't mean to preach hard to you on Celebration Day, but maybe you ought to repent of propagating fear. 
Isaiah chapter 8, verse 12. I thought this was a pretty interesting scripture. Yeah, yeah, it's actually right here. I didn't, didn't make it up. Do not say a conspiracy concerning all that this people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, him shall you hallow. Mm. So we like to get involved in the conspiracy theories, and, and the government's doing this, and the government's doing that. Nowhere can I find in my Bible where I've been told to take a stand against my government. No, sorry, that's, that's not the case at all. Romans chapter 13, turn your Bible with me to Romans chapter 13. I know I'm messing with some of y'all's holy cow. But Jesus had two important things to say. One before he died, my peace I leave with you. And one just after coming up out of that grave, peace be unto you. And we have Christ living in us. We should be propagators of peace. Not of conspiracy, not of fear. We shouldn't be dosaging people with fear. We should be dosing people with peace. The body of Christ, many are caught up in the whole fear game of it all. Romans chapter 13. And I'm so glad that the Lord called me to be a God pleaser and not a man pleaser. Oh, dear heavens, because I know there's a whole lot of y'all out there. You don't like your government. And I can understand that. I can, I can uh, sympathize with some of it, I suppose. But that doesn't negate the Word of God. This is what I'm saying to you today. That doesn't negate the Word of God. The more you get caught up in the conspiracies of government, the more your peace is stolen away from you, and the quicker the power of Resurrection Sunday is gone from your life. Are you hearing me today? I know maybe you won't tune, in, tune back in next week, so I'm going to get it out now. Look at here uh, in Romans chapter 13. I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, except those in northern Michigan, of course. No, every soul. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. For those of you who would sit out there and say, well, these folks aren't appointed by God, just said that the Word of God is a lie. Listen, what happened to the faith that says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord? And just like he can sway the direction of the rivers, he can sway the heart of the king. What happened to that faith? Why do we propagate fear that says, America's going to hell in a handbasket, and they're just trying to close the church down. What? Is that really what you believe? That all this is just a conspiracy? Coronavirus isn't even real, and it's just a ploy of the government to shut the church down? You know, there are people out there that that's what they believe. And that's not faith. That's not faith-based. It certainly isn't peace-based. And the power of resurrection is in knowing Christ. And if you know Christ, then you know the Prince of Peace. And peace still stands as ruler. 
Or does it? What's truly ruling your life? Is the peace of Christ ruling your life or is fear ruling your life? Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists the ordinance of God. And those who risk will bring judgment upon themselves. Now, I'm not speaking against certain churches or certain preachers. I suppose every preacher's got to do what he feels that he ought to do. And there may be some that are judging me because I didn't, wouldn't do a drive-by communion or I'm not doing outdoor church. And we've, we've, we've talked about it. But I've just got this peace in my heart that what we're doing right now is what God has called us to do. And I'm not going to do something different just because somebody else is doing it. That doesn't make it the right thing. And maybe there's a lot of those preachers out there today, out of a sense of bravado, they're going to do anything that stands in antithesis to what the government tells them to do. And then they're going to foment fear and outrage through their YouTube videos and so forth and so on. Got no problem with doing a YouTube video. We do YouTube videos every morning with 714 prayer. Some of you will be watching this service on YouTube video. But are you going to use it to propagate peace or to foment panic, to foment disunity, to foment division? Because of bravado. Bravado is not the Spirit of God, you all. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Well, I better keep going, I suppose. John chapter 16, verse 33. Again, now this would be two chapters after peace I leave with you. We're still in last words. Are you hearing me? We're still in last final words. Verse 33 of John 16. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Why are we giving so much clout to the world? Why are we giving so much clout to the news as though they are some supernatural authority? No, most of it is fomenting. You look that word up, F-O-M-E-N-T, foment. It's to propagate fear and division to cause and disrupt a person's peace. That's in complete antithesis to what the resurrection is all about. We should be propagating peace and love and harmony and safety under the umbrella of our Lord Jesus Christ and following His Word. And every thought that exalts itself above that, we should take that thought captive and put it in subjection to the Word of God. I wish somebody would say amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Listen, this peace that comes from Christ, peace I leave with you. I'm I'm going away. They're going to kill me. They're going to put me in a grave. You guys are going to scatter. You're going to think that that this whole movement is over, but I'm leaving my peace with you. It's not peace that the world gives but it's my peace I give unto you, and I'm adding to this now. And I can give it to you because I'm the Prince of Peace, the Lord would say. So don't be troubled, don't be afraid. And here we're seeing, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. It should be the ruling force in your heart as a member of the body of Christ. 
I didn't say a member of a specific church. I said as a believer in Jesus Christ, celebrating this day, this day of resurrection. Oh my word, are you capturing this, folks? Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace. Wow. So the next time you decide to get on Facebook, and I'm not, pre- listen, I'm not preaching reactive. I had a whole other message drawn up. Stacy over here, who's uh, signing for the deaf, I usually uh, give her a copy of my message so she can stay on board with it. I sent her a copy of it last night. I said, Yeah, I want to send this to you, but there's a real good chance it ain't happening. So you're just going to have to keep up with me. So, in fact, I told her this morning. It's only fair, since I have to keep up with God, you have to keep up with me. But she does a great job, doesn't At least you give her a big hand. I'm so thankful for her. Uh, just so you know, she really is right over there. It's just not cameras and stuff. Um, look here in James chapter 3, verse 18. My goodness. You know, Rob, we've, we've spent a lot of time in the book of James. Look at this. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Are you, are you catching my drift this morning? We're supposed to be peacekeepers and peacemakers. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Don't be anxious or worry about anything. But in prayer and thanksgiving and praise to present your request to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. You need the peace of God to guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ Jesus because when you are not walking and sowing in that peace, then the words of conspirators, the words of YouTube, the negative naysayers, the bad news media is going to be what's going to grab your heart and your mind and it's going to cause division and it's going to cause disunity and it's going to cause disruption. And let me tell you what it leads to. It leads to anger. And anger leads to behavior that is not God-like. Now, I know he's going to come back someday as the roaring lion of Judah. But let me help you with something. He ain't come back yet. He's still the lamb of God. There's not an animal that I know of that's more peaceable than a lamb. And we're supposed to be like him. Romans chapter 14, verse 19 Let us make every effort to what leads to peace and to mutual edification. We should be making every effort. You that call yourselves children of God, Christians by name, should be making every effort to do those things that lead to peace and cause mutual edification. Get your heart and your mind out of all that negative stuff. Quit spending so much time listening to whatever news channel it is you're listening to. Quit spending so much time getting cramps in your thumb going through Facebook to read the next negative piece of news. Stop doing it. It's the enemy. It's not God. It's not why Jesus rose from the dead. He rose from the dead so he could say, 
peace be unto you. I know there's lots of other reasons, but this is the focus this morning. I'm getting ready to close. Joni, come on up here. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Let us make... I'm sorry, I was going back to the other one. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, are you listening? Prince of Peace. I have uh, personally made a choice through this entire season to find peace and to find joy, exuberance to be ecstatic about the things of God. I've chosen not to allow myself to get caught up in the throes of fear and trouble or occasional keyboard notes out of nowhere. <laughs> it's live! <laughs> Amen. Praise God. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I want peace. I'm... I'm I'm so filled with joy. And listen, it isn't because I'm special. I'm just, I'm just a dude, just another human being. But I'm doing my best to feed my brain and my spirit the right stuff. I can't let fear have residence. The moment I let fear have residence, doubt has entered in, and sin takes up residence. We need to take every thought captive. Every thought, every word, every newscast, every Facebook post, every YouTube video, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Take every one of those things captive that exalt themselves above the knowledge of this. Because this is, listen, you may not believe this, this is the final word. This is the final word. It's what brings me joy. It's what makes me be able to have peace when others are saying, you need to do that, or you don't need to do this, or you better do that, or you better do this. And I'm just like, you know, I, I got peace doing what I'm doing. And I'm going to continue doing it this way until the Lord lifts that peace, which is usually an, op an opportunity to seek God again for the peace he wants me to have about whatever it is that he wants us to do. Amen. So we're not going to be tossed by every wind and wave. We're not going to be tossed to and fro like a reed caught in the wind. We're going to have our feet firmly planted upon the Word of God. And we're going to put our trust in the Prince of Peace. Think we can do this? Is that the D? Because He lives. I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone. 
as I know who holds my future and life is worth the living just because he lives we're going to sing it again in a minute but I want you to think about it because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives, I can face today. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because, because why? Because I know who holds my future. I know whose hand I rest in. And life is worth living. Not because of this news report or that news report. Or even our president, President Trump. Thank goodness he's, I believe he's doing a lot of right things. But I'm not here to be political. Life is worth the living because I know that he lives and that's what Resurrection Sunday is all about where he can say my peace I'm leaving with you and then show up again and say peace be unto you that's pretty powerful so I want to sing it again I'm going to ask you to join with me hallelujah Jesus 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 because he I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone because I know my future and life is worth the living just because he lives hallelujah thank you Jesus do you have that same confidence are you able to say that life is worth a living just because Christ lived? Maybe you're filled with so much doubt you don't even know if there is such a thing as Jesus Christ. I want to assure you that there is. History shows it to be true. Illumination in the heart and revelation helps a per person understand that it wasn't just some cat from early Jewish history. But it was the Savior, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. I'd like to give you an opportunity to receive him into your life and into your heart so that you can have that peace, so that you can hear whispered in your ear, peace I leave with you, my peace I leave with you, peace be unto you, and you can walk in peace. If that's you today and you're saying yes, 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 I want to accept Christ. I want you to call that number on your screen, 989-681-5731. We have some prayer warriors that are standing by. They're so looking forward to get your call and to be able to pray with you. I want to pray with you right now. And in fact, we're going to say a prayer together. I'll say the words and then you repeat after me. And we'll come back and maybe do this song again. 
So repeat after me, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. I give my heart to you. Help me trust in you. Help me understand you. Come fill my heart with peace. Fill my heart with joy. Take away all the fear. Take away all the anger. Fill me up with your courage and with your peace. Thank you, Lord, for going to a cross and dying for me. Thank you for coming up out of the grave three days later to be the risen Savior. And today, I call you Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives. So true. All fear, all fear is gone, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. I know He holds the future and life is worth the living just because He lives. I call you blessed. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of this service today. I look forward to seeing you real soon. Brother Steve. Well, praise God. We're so glad you got a chance to tune in today and watch the stream, watch the service, and uh, we know that you were blessed by it. And uh, these uh, words that were spoken are for you, they're for your family, and if you know somebody who needs to hear this, just uh, share this video with them. And also, go to our um, YouTube page or our Facebook page. Make sure that you subscribe or, or like that, and that'll help us get the word out. The more people who are subscribing to that and connecting to those streams, it will um, organically go out and reach more people. So we're going to leave these broadcasts online for people to watch whenever they want to, and uh, you can share those with uh, anyone you'd like to, or you could watch it again. Amen. Hey, um, if you want to give, um, we're going to have some information on, on the screen. And I know we had a, an offering moment earlier, but I just want to put that information out there one more time for you. If you were looking for that, um, that information is on your screen right now. And uh, thank you so much for um, being a part of that today. And to those who are needing prayer, don't forget that our prayer team is standing by right now until noon today, Easter Sunday. And they'll be available for you to, uh, on the phone call 989-681-5731. That's the church line, and it goes right to our prayer team. And you can trust them that they're ready to uh, believe in faith for miracles to take place in your life. And maybe something that Pastor Rick talked about, you want to um, receive prayer for that today, or you want to tell somebody that you made a decision for Christ. 
you can do that right now by calling that number and connecting with a, a real human that's uh, here on the phone right now. So God bless you today. Hey, we're so glad you chose to stream with us today, and we just wish you the most wonderful Resurrection Life Sunday. Amen. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is alive and well in your life and in mine, and uh, may your family be blessed today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, we'll see you next time. Have a wonderful week. God bless you. Don't forget about 714 with Pastor tomorrow morning. Amen.